Well, good morning on this Thursday in the 12th week, but more specifically, this joyous solemnity, we celebrate the nativity of John the Baptist this day, includes even a vigil mass offered in many parishes last evening, mass of the day we joyfully celebrate today. What a great solemnity. And we look at the architecture of our lectionary over time and arrive at this day in the middle of our summer, approximate to the summer solstice, this date is established. It's actually done so by St. Augustine in the fourth century. We know the nativity, and hence we know when Mary is visited by Gabriel and told of her, her birth, her soon-to-be birth of the Savior. So from that, we know also from Luke's Gospel that Mary goes to visit Elizabeth in her sixth month, and from that we can derive the nativity of John the Baptist. That's how we arrive at that date. And it was important, and it is important, was important then, it is important for us now to see that, that symbolism in our calendar, in the cosmos. In John, third chapter, 30th verse, we have John the Baptist himself saying, I must decrease, and he must increase. And isn't that so, as our earth revolves around the sun, that from this day hence to the balance of the year, the day will grow shorter and darker. I must decrease. And with our Savior's birth, nativity at Christmas, the days lengthen and grow. So we have this beautiful balance of light in our, in our world and in our lives. In the Gospels today, we have it from Luke, the story of John the Baptist. We're introduced to that Gospel first, however, from this reading out of Isaiah. It's known as the, the servant's song, if you will. The servant. It begins... Servant of the Lord, hear me, coastlands. Listen, distant people. That means all of us. Before birth, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. This beautiful reading from Isaiah is followed by the, psalm, the psalmist's words, Psalm 139, often referred to by many as the mother's psalm. I knew you in the knitted, I knit you together in the secret place. From your moment of conception, I know you. I know your soul. That's true for every single one of us. Every single human born ever is the will of God and known by God from that moment hence, from that moment on, known, known. I will that you live, child, and I know you. And our dignity and our significance, our meaning in life comes in that relationship to God through Jesus Christ. Outside of this relationship to God, outside of this identity with Christ, our life is void of meaning. If we are to realize and recognize that we are willed into existence by a creator God, called by name into life, whatever name our parents give us, then at some point in our life, exposed to the gospel truth, not of our own merits, but of God's grace, and in our own will, turn and say, yes, in my imperfection, I believe it's true, I seek to follow you. That is the fullness of dignity in our life. And then that's obviously enhanced and advanced through the sacramental life of the church. That is the tremendous privilege of being a Christian and a Catholic. It doesn't make us better than any other person. It, it is, though, in existence in truth. It's a living within objective truth, that you are willed into existence by God, you are called by name into life, you are given a name 
of human faculty and of human language. You are at some point exposed to the gospel by the grace of God, not your merits, by the grace of God. And you have to make a choice. And that choice is eternal. That is, that's the fullness of dignity and value in life. Paul, in our reading from Acts, as Luke gives us that detail, he's in Antioch of Pisidia. Antioch, there are two Antiochs, you know, one in Syria and one in the inner mountain region of Pisidia. And that day, he's, there he stands in the, in the Temple Mount, the, well, the synagogue, if you will, of, of Antioch. And he's giving them that great speech. And he's giving them a recounting of the history of Israel. And David was raised up as a king. And I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will carry out my every wish. From this man's descendants, God, according to his promise, has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus. And John heralded his coming by proclaiming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel and by extension to the world, to all of us as well. And it is John himself in his humility that says, I am not he, I am unfit to, unloosen his, to loosen his sandal strap. I am unfit. I am, I am nothing but an advance of him. I come before him to prepare the way. That's my role. I must decrease, he must increase. And we're all called into that same beautiful mission, by name, willed into life by our Father, exposed to the gospel truth by the grace of God, we, likewise, carry that same mission now through the dignity of baptism. That's why we wear the vestments we wear today, those, uh, those same vestments worn at baptism, the white or the gold that indicate our dignity. And we are asked at that moment of baptism, either held in our mother and father's arms or standing as an adult, the presider asks us to carry that dignity of our baptism into our final moment of, of natural life. And that's the mission we all receive we're told this from Luke's gospel, the testimony to Zechariah and Elizabeth about their son. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to prepare a people fit for the Lord. And it's the angel Gabriel, the angel Gabriel who interpret the visions of Daniel, the angel Gabriel who will come to Mary, the angel Gabriel who comes to Zechariah to announce these great events in the human story. And that same importance is applied to our mission in life. We are called into life by God's will. We are exposed to the gospel truth through God's grace, grace of Jesus Christ. We advance in the faith through our own willingness to walk in humility and to accept the teachings of the church, the teachings of our faith, the truth of scripture, and apply those in our lives so that in humility we can go back out into the world with all we meet and in humility and in compassion, live out that truth. And like John, live in the truth, live in the truth, not, not our individual interpretation of truth, but the truth of scripture, and the truth of the traditions of our faith, teachings of our faith, so that the world can be exposed to the light of Christ. What greater mission could any of us have? There's no greater call than to share the truth of Christ with the world by living it and by speaking it knowing that we will be challenged, knowing that the world prefers darkness over light. That's just true. The world prefers, prefers darkness over light. And what greater opportunity before us in our life to acknowledge and accept that dignity through our baptism and to carry that light to the world in humility, in compassion, recognizing our own imperfections, 
but to wake up each day and praise God and say, I can't believe I'm given this mission, me the unworthy one, but you are, we all are, given that mission to carry his truth and live his truth in the world, to be that bearer of light so that others may turn and say, well, I, I don't understand all of it, but I, I want to have what those people have. I want to have that confidence that they have. I want to have that hope in the face of struggle and hardship. I want to have the hope that they have. That's our mission. And people look to the Catholic Church right now, right now, are looking to the Catholic Church, right here in this country, we can look at it at the world, but right here, right here in our own nation, in our own community, people are looking for the Catholic Church to give confidence and hope and stand in truth that's not a human truth, it's truth of God. They're looking for us to do that in how we live and how we speak, what we, what we acknowledge, what we support, what we endorse. The world is looking for us to do that. What greater mission than to be that truth and to live it as best we're able, assisted by the sacramental life of the church. Brothers and sisters, let's stand now and lay claim to our faith and our creed. I believe in one God, our God, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God, Son of God, born of the Father before all angels, God from God, life from life, true God from true God, begotten and made, consubstantially the Father, through him all things. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate in the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified in the conscious pilot. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge us to the living dead, and his kingdom will have I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is the Lord and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead.